Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan, or is it? Ooh. So we have finished Reaper. That's right. We did it. We we we've finished the book. If you have not, I don't know how, who you are, but do not listen to the rest of this podcast because I have a I have a feeling that Dan's going to want to talk about the beginning or Dan's going to want to talk about the end as soon as possible. Right, right. Kind of a big reveal in the end. Speaking of which, Luke, I've been meaning to tell you this whole time I've actually been Joe Rogan, the top podcaster of all time. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, sure, I've said some dumb shit. Is this the show? I've said some dumb shit, but, uh, you know, that was the old me. New me is into books. (laughs) This is a big, this is a big turn, but I like it. So welcome everyone to the new show with me, Bro Jogan, or whatever I said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to go by Bro Jogan, I think. That's the, the one change I'm going to make. Uh, okay. It's, that seems like you're going back. Anyway. Um... Someone else. <laughs> someone else who might have had a, a bit of a name change here. Who's Ethan. That? Ethan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do we? Do you want to do a victory lap <clears throat> first? Um, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little victory lap. Hold on. I'm gonna just gotta stand up. Ooh, yeah. When did we call that first, Luke? When was that very first called shot? Perhaps. I d- I don't know. I it was I a feel while like ago. We made an. I feel like we made an Osriel guess probably at least once an episode. So Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say the two guesses we had for that were Ethan or Elder Whisper. So <laughs> I think it pretty good. It could have gone either way. I think pretty good, It was good, for guys. sure one of those two. <sighs> yeah. And I'll say our last episode, uh, Postulation, very poignant. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Last episode where <laughs> I was right. like, hey, how about this Ethan thing? And you were like, nah, 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 dog, nah, dog. I know. I know. I didn't. I didn't expect because I feel like the Ethan as Osriel was almost a meme at that point. Oh, you think it was too obvious? Well, not too obvious, but well, for one thing, I feel like Osriel guesses were a meme at this point as well. (laughs) Right, like who killed the Sword Sage? Right. Yes. Like had a bunch of jades. Right. Sure. Right. So, so I want. I want to acknowledge that I don't. We're not the we're not the only people to guess to throw out the theory of Ethan being Osriel. No, but I'll say this: a lot of people didn't throw it out. So that's that's true. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it was good. But it, it feels outstanding. I, read... I love it. Um, and I think you know that's why we're the professionals, right? We get these we are things professionals. right. We get, we get paid a lot of money for this. I. <laughs> I so okay, really quick question. How long after our last record mm-hmm. did you finish take to finish the book? I think my Kindle had an estimate of like three hours, and so two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I like literally okay. ended the show and went and finished the book. Okay, okay. I actually I I didn't read it that day. And then 
like after after work the next day i came and read for like four straight hours yeah yeah but okay let's get into the actual yeah yeah let's start off okay i want to start off with something that was just like a sweet touch in the last section Mm -hmm. that really stood out to me and that was like so a lot of this book has been very very much like fam supporting fam right we've got the team Mm -hmm. the team is very supportive of each other the last section was incredibly touching the last section was like everybody was very nice to each other they were all like trying to lift each other up fam was supporting fam in a very major way there were like some group hugs that happened it was wild okay the last section like when the world was about to end you mean that but also like in the labyrinth they're Mm -hmm. like being very aware of everyone's feelings and like treating everyone with kindness around them and it was just like like their team was very supportive and i was here for it i agree it was yeah um we're because it's been i feel like the team has been pretty supportive in general for the last several books definitely but i do think that this section took it up a notch and i feel like it partly has to do with what you were talking about in the last episode actually where Lyndon and yaren are like the most powerful now and like how do they keep their team together now that they're like more powerful than anyone like now that it could be thought like they're being held back by other people and like i think part of it was the way that they were like no we like want you all here this is the team you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah good 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 job aside like giving people value not purely based on fighting ability we loved it we loved it change is coming to this to this <laughs> cradle iteration <laughs> A culture change. Finally. <laughs> We've been calling for it for years now. Okay. Um, oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. How much credit do you think Ethan slash Osriel deserves for team dynamic? Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, as head coach, do you think he was responsible for 90% of how good the like, close-knit our squad is? Or do you think that like... Le- Linden's and Yaren's natural personalities are just as, if not more, important. I think more important. I think Ethan did a great job of assembling the team, but I don't think Ethan has been like a huge force for like bringing everybody together together in the like in that way. Okay. What I mean by that is like. Everybody thinks Ethan is kind of an asshole. Sure. Like his, you you remember when he got kicked out of the, he was no longer the head of the Aurelius clan in the Black Flame Empire because they were just like, Ethan, we're sick of all of your shit. You can't do this. And so I feel like he's not necessarily this like glue that's holding everybody together. I think he has vision and I Mm -hmm. think he definitely is like a personality. And he has, like, the resources, right? So he's got those things. But, like, I think it's mostly Lyndon and Yaren who are, like, keeping everybody together. Who are like, hey, no, come on. Like, we're all buds. I think that that's definitely true now. Mm. Mm. But I think that Ethan gets a decent amount of credit 
like at least early on not just for picking the right people to put together Mm -hmm. but i also feel like without much evidence if we got like ethan's perspective throughout this whole series Mm -hmm. there would be like times where he would be in his head like okay how do i how do i do whatever to make the team unit a little bit better do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like what resources do i get what let me time my resources to give do I, I don't know if I'm explaining. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but no, no. I feel like there's some little, some little like backroom machinations that Ethan is doing that are hard to recognize, but brought the team together. Okay, so here's what I think. I think the reason why these things brought the team together is everybody was kind of interested in the same thing, and that was in advancement. But I think Ethan's whole deal is just about like helping each of his team members advance. Like, I don't think Ethan's goals were necessarily to bring everybody together. I think his goals were to build everybody up. Like, for example, <clears throat> I went back and read the, like, when we first got introduced to Ethan, because I was just like, ooh, we got to see how this like, this whole thing started. Uh-huh. Um, and he's, like, not necessarily... So he's he finds Lyndon and Yaren. He actually doesn't really care that much about Yaren. He's like, oh, Yaren's like has some teaching from a sage, but whatever. But this Linden character, hmm, he's got potential. Okay. And so Ethan's like, you get a little bit of Ethan's mindset in that first little bit. And to me, it seemed much more like looking for talent and like nurturing individual talent, not designing a team. Okay. So you think that he was more, he was more like, crafting individual not just talent but personalities as well Mm, yes that feels right to me and while individual personalities to be good fits for a team yes i think that's more the case than like trying to make sure that everybody's getting along with each other i think he's more like building the team members up themselves okay sure Sure. I want to give him a little bit of credit for setting a tone. I feel like he set a good tone for a team. He does set a good tone. He does set a good he's, tone. I don't think he's quite at like Ted Lasso levels, <laughs> but but he, I, give, I think he gets something. You're, you're right. He definitely is setting the culture for the team, right? He's the one they're looking to for what the vibe is. And I think he does at a least good early. job. Yeah. Early on and even like kind of near the end, like... Lyndon is still kind of looking to Ethan to be like, well, what's the play here? Right. So so I think he does a great job of setting the team vibe. Yes. Yes. Yes, I agree. We need to give Ethan some credit. But I think right now, and like definitely recently, it's been Lyndon and Yaren that have done a lot of the work to bring the team together. For sure. Um... This is actually brings us to an interesting question I had, though. Do you think Lyndon and Yaren were the first? Ooh. Right, because we get this timeline now. Osriel's been looking to, like, raise up people to help him with his mission. Right. And I went, like I said, I went back and read the first bit. There's nowhere in it, at least in those first few, like, chapters i don't think where ethan's like you're my first two disciples welcome 
to the, my new right. school. And at the very beginning, he just about kills Lyndon. He's like, oh, yeah, this kid's dead for sure. I gave him too much of the poison. He died. Yeah. So, like, I okay. Are these our first so, two? <laughs> I don't. Is he? Yeah, is he 100%? I want to say. I want to say no. Mm. But. Mm hmm. I think that his if he has had other attempts that have not succeeded the way this one has i i imagine that they f- that they fail fast Ooh. right like i don't think that he's had attempts where he's been like with a group for 3 years and it hasn't worked out i think it's like 2 weeks max and he like they die <laughs> he's <laughs> burning he's through them. irons and jades like a a wildfire <laughs> there are like there's like a pile of iron and jade bodies behind Ethan because he's just like ah, I got to push him as far as they'll go. Right. That's gut feeling. However, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's actually been here for very long because the I don't know if it's the first scene it is in this it is. book. Okay. One of Osriel's flashbacks I think is the moment where Tiberian Aurelius gets killed and in Ethan's like in the wreckage of his of the of the clan. Yeah, right? yes, exactly. So my I from that I'm not sure if this is true, but I from that I'm taking that that was like his first cradle attempt and then he like went to the Black Flame Empire. Yes, I Here's the thing, though. I don't know if that was, like, his first one, right? Because imagine this. You're Osriel. You're raising up. You're trying real hard to make a team. You're burning through coppers, irons, jades. You eventually get an Aurelius that is, like, in your bloodline, and you're like, oh, tight. This person is doing really well. Monarch level, outstanding. Oh, no, it all comes tumbling down. So the like the like level that you get to somebody the like I guess the bigger they are the harder they fall is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So just because he showed up and helped the monarch of the Aurelius family do this thing like maybe he had done a lot before that just hadn't gone very far and this monarch mm-hmm. who got killed was like the, just his most successful one so far. Wait, okay, hang on. Are you th- are you theorizing that Ethan helped Tiberius get to Monarch? I'm saying it's possible. Okay. Because we don't know a lot of that history there. And now, given that Ethan is not really like Ethan, Ethan's like somebody who's way older than Ethan, we don't know. He can also manipulate the like threads of fate. So like... We don't even know what that means. We saw a battle with the Mad King where people were popping in and out of existence. So I imagine he could do something where he fits in. <laughs> right. But, I, okay, so I think he sealed away his powers right before this. Some of them, yeah. So, okay. So I think that when he has been in Cradle, mm-hmm. having sealed away his Osriel stuff, mm-hmm. then he only gets to be like whatever he has achieved on Cradle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. I don't know when he comes in. Maybe he comes in at like age twenty in an underlord or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he so he fights in the uncrowned tournament because he's thirty five. Yes, or less. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that he hasn't been there longer than that. You're saying he mm, okay, maybe. But then again, like people in the Aurelius clan definitely know, right? know which part i think i feel like some of the people in the aurelius clan know that he's osriel like he goes to meet he goes to meet with the sage like the 1000 eye sage from the aurelius Mm. clan and she seems to like know a lot about him like they have this moment where she's like you don't really need my help at all right and he's like no 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 i got it right but that could be just from his history as like a weird uh, like savant maybe maybe i think it could go either way though because it's also like he warned all his descendants right that was part of the thing that was in that prologue flashback as he was like i tried i warned them all and like didn't help mm-hmm. so we don't know what that warning entailed right maybe that warning was him being like yo i'm osriel this is bad That would be a good one. Yeah, Um, really effective, I think. I think that this this is going to have to prompt a reread, right? Mm -hmm. A whole series reread? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Finding the corpses Ethan's left behind. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, if you've already done the full reread since the Osiris reveal, let us know. Let us know what you learned. Yeah, please. Please. Especially, too, because we find Ethan at a place where they're essentially like, this is one of our theories, actually, that we came up with when we first started reading about Soul Smith, was that they had this pyramid complex to train sacred artists because it was just, like, perfect for that. Mm-hmm. And so we already find Ethan at a place where, like, tons of people are dying and that kind of stuff is happening all the time, so. Right. When the, okay, well, what's, last thing on Ethan that I have, at least. Okay. It was kind of interesting, his, like, kind of self-hatred, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because his, the things that we learn about him, not from his perspective, seem, like, decent. About, you know I mean? about like, Osriel? Like, as an Avidan. Mm-hmm. Osriel as an Avidan. Mm-hmm. From, like, Suriel's perspective, like, yeah. Right. Like, he seems to be much better than the other Abaddon, other than the fact that he's Reaper, <laughs> which is bad, largely. Right. But, so it was surprising to see him have this, like, hatred for himself as a bad dude. Mm. Unless that was, like, his dislike for his cradle self. You know what I mean? I feel like it could be that. I feel like that could be a big part of it. Because, like, his cradle self was very, like, I mean, he, three other sacred artists killed themselves because he he insulted them so badly. <laughs> right? Like, right. he didn't have to humiliate them with his demonstration of an icon, and he kind of chose to. So I get, there's a lot of, like, um, arrogance in sure. that Osriel. And the other thing I'll say about Osriel as an Abadan is we only get two perspectives 
in a like significant degree. Well, I guess three if you count the Mad King's perspective. But the other two we get are his like friend, Surreal, who they're like buds, mm-hmm. and his own. Um, and so maybe like. <laughs> Maybe the spider's like, yeah, he always eats my food out of the fridge. And I've told him multiple times not to and put my name on it with like a piece of tape. And every time he'll be eating lunch at like 1130 and I'll walk into the break room and it's like my pad thai that was left over. Does that actually happen, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) It does. Yes. Because that's psycho. Um it actually it totally does uh i think in much larger workspaces though where like you don't see the people who are coming in for lunch like you're not going to do it in front of somebody but it definitely does happen anyway osriel could have been a terrible like arrogant kind of guy as well maybe he looks back on it and he's like my angsty teenage years or something right he kind of cringes at it he's like i picked like death madra it's really lame can't believe i thought that was cool wasn't that in the that was one of the bloopers actually i think was that ethan had found or somebody had found a book of poetry that was osriel's and it was all like teenage Mm. angst uh poetry and ethan is just like no no no, we don't have to read that please don't (laughs) very good blooper but yes yes maybe this is his angsty teenage years and he's like i should have gone something other than death madra or destruction destruction which one yeah i think it might have been yeah one of the two uh before we like fully leave ethan though there's a few other things that i kind of want to point out that like are kind of callbacks with like things that happened earlier that like make a lot of sense now a lot of parallels the first which might, might be a loose connection Ethan is able to veil himself because he has this thing called the Shroud that the Mad King made. Mm -hmm. Shroud is like a piece of clothing that he has to wear all the time. Ethan is also obsessed with his clothing. Okay. I like it. Bit of a loose connection, but still like he's got like, it's actually a piece of cloth. Like he describes it as a piece of cloth that he's wearing. Right. I, I kind of, when I was reading it, I assumed it was like something that would not, could, could be not visible. Right. But I do like, I do like the idea of him incorporating it into all of his outfits. Yes, exactly. Um, the other thing that I think is very interesting uh, is the parallel between like his failure with the Abadan and his failure with the aurelius clan and the black flame empire and they seem kind of similar to me like it seems like he hasn't really changed that much he's just like trying to do this new plan that he's come up with where like in the abadan he gets kicked out because he's trying to like do his own thing and change things up and in the black flame empire he gets kicked out as the head of the aurelius clan because he was just like doing his own thing and using Aurelius resources for his own projects. Right. Yeah, I can see a little bit of a connection there. So an interesting parallel. Not like a huge thing, but he's not great at being like in a position of authority with other people. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That are assuming they're not his group. Right. Like they're not the ones self, he's chosen. His, 
Yeah, exactly. Last thing. Last thing I want to say. How hype do you think Fisher Gesha is going to be when she learns that the greatest soulsmith of all time like employed her to do soulsmithing training? Right. That's a great resume builder. The best, I would say. The best. She didn't even she didn't even it wasn't even like an internship she did for him. It was like worked directly with Osriel Aurelius, the greatest soulsmith of all time, collaborated on multiple projects over a series of several years. Right. Like this this brings you to the top of the pile for sure of everybody. Yes, 100%. Especially if like on her LinkedIn page she has some things that are like endorsed by Osriel instant instant client right you're the job offers are gonna be wild they're gonna be insane which is i i don't know if she's actually that good oh no 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 no, no. for sure not definitely not like i think at this point linden is probably a much better soul smith oh, way better yeah, yeah than fisher gesha but you gotta leverage those connections if you have them you do. Like getting a job yes. is about selling yourself, and this is an outstanding selling point. It is. Do you think she goes for the like super like are we paying for the name brand now at this point? If you're going to Fisher Gesha. Mm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So maybe she's not even the one doing the soul smithing. She's just like the like the company. You're paying for the Fisher well, Gesha quality assurance. Sure. But the the thing that I was more specifically thinking of mm-hmm. is let's say she's still back there doing the work. Okay. I assume with her new credentials, she's charging higher prices. 100%, no doubt. Yeah. But her like product, mm. I feel like is probably not super. It's not different. Like amazing. Yeah, it's like, ooh. So I have to think that you're getting a similar similar quality from like another Soulsmith, but way cheaper. But this one has like Fisher Gesh's name on it. This is you're saying this is the supreme of Soulsmith business. The Supreme. Are you Supreme as a brand? Are you familiar with this, Luke? I'm actually not. Oh my gosh. Okay. Supreme is this like brand, this like attire brand. That sells t-shirts that just say Supreme on it. They're just a t-shirt that says the word Supreme on it. But people go freaking nuts for this stuff. Okay. Okay. And Fisher, this is Fisher Gesha's angle right now. Is it's like Mm -hmm. a fine product, but she's got her name on there. And that, you're paying for the Fisher Gesha name. You're paying for the brand. Yes. I think so. I think this is definitely the way to go. This is the way you have to go. And then you can also like spin that off to your like relatives and your family. The Fisher clan is going to be doing great, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for them to finally go back and invite Fisher Gesha on some kind of adventure. You gotta get them. You're in the labyrinth with the greatest soulsmithing stuff of all time. You don't have to, I get it. You don't have to bring her in in the initial like attack. That's not a responsible move. Now that Lyndon is in charge of the labyrinth, hey, Fisher Gesha, you might be interested in some of this really cool soulsmithing stuff. 
Come on, mm. come check it out. It's totally cool. Or at the, <laughs> or at the very least, a postcard. Oh my gosh! Like, wish you were here at the labyrinth yeah. that contains the dread gods. XOXO. Right. Lyndon Yaren and oh you didn't know we were all just still hanging out except you yeah we're all still hanging out except you sorry <laughs> yeah even even little blue is here even little blue orthos you know the whole squad but you everybody Jai Long's here I don't know why we brought him back <laughs> you remember the guy who cut my arm off and didn't help at all yeah. oh also your arm we just totally busted it I replaced it with a new thing sorry uh Appreciate all your good work, though. Man. We need Fisher Gesha back. We need to take care of Fisher Gesha for sure. So I don't have a ton for the, like, fights throughout the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. But they're very cool. The fight with Reagan Shin, very cool. Yeah, we enjoyed the fights a lot. Yes. But I don't I don't have a ton of notes for them. Um, here's my big question that might be controversial okay Lyndon becomes master of the labyrinth yes I don't I don't know if I feel like he earned it oh interesting interesting because why why didn't he earn it because like he goes through that whole like sequence where he's like here's why I deserve to be in charge right I feel like I mean, okay, the whole thing about Lyndon is he gets all of these crazy, insane opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Which I get that that's Lyndon's whole thing, and, like, he gets them because he works really hard, so sure, he deserves them. Mm -hmm. But, (laughs) like... (laughs) You're saying this is too much. I mean, he gets the, like, dread, the, the, the wraith, the, the father of the dread gods blessing. yeah. And that's like layer one. It's like, okay, but you just like got there after he was already killed. It's not really, I don't know. Okay. Um, All right. He get who else? He gets Osriel's blessing. How did he get Osriel's blessing again? Um. Oh, I actually don't remember. Did he need Osriel's blessing? Was that the one he needed next? I don't know if it was next, but it was one of them. Okay. Because I know he has the blessing of, like, the Abadan. That was one of them. Because it seems like the Abadan... That was the last one. Yes. Because they, like, made this place in the very right. beginning. Um, well, I, f- I forget if he did some little trial there. But the next... The Abadan one... I don't lo- I don't know. Where he's just got the marble? <laughs> it's like, and they're okay. Like, oh, nice marble. Yeah, we'll let you in. Oh, that's a sweet marble. Uh, <laughs> what did you do to earn that? Oh, I like got murdered. <laughs> okay, Luke. Uh, th- he did more than get murdered. Okay, Serial <laughs> po- picked him out of everybody because he had heart. I he mean, had heart, and he had a sure. fighting spirit. Okay, I okay. And yeah, he, he, he did. He had to make it all the way down there, right? I mean, yes. Theoretically, theoretically, the Linden who was a copper and sucked in Sacred Valley could have gotten down there at the exact same time and still passed that first and last question but right practically he's not going to make it down there okay yes i my my point more i'm not mad about it mm. like obviously mm. we're team linden here yeah i just linden's getting a lot of luck 
<laughs> and on one level, I'm for it. Mm-hmm. But on another level, I'm like, okay, if I'm on the other team, I, uh, I'm getting frustrated. You're going to be looking for where the bribe is coming in to the right. The it's people like this guy. This. Yeah. Like this. Sure. I, this guy's great. Yeah, of course. But I don't, but I got to get some of these breaks. <laughs> right. Yeah. It does seem a little suspicious. That's for sure. That's for sure. Granted, again, Surreal is like looking at fate. She sees mm-hmm. Lyndon and is like, oh, actually, this things could work out very well for this kid. <laughs> right. This this is going to blow up in my face because there's so many things that Lyndon gets unlucky for. <laughs> He get his he gets his hand cut off by Jai Long, right? And he has like the time of the Dread God coming <laughs> cut by like forty years, right? So yes, <laughs> I'm being ridiculous. He gets here. knocked out of the Uncrowned Tournament as well. Like it's not like he wins everything, right? But it was like <laughs> Reagan Shin comes down here and like does all the work. Okay, I, I think I want to add a little bit of nuance to this, though. I want to add okay. something because you're talking about it like Lyndon might not be as qualified for this position as he should be. Mm-hmm. What does this even mean? Like, what is so great about the fact that he's the master of the labyrinth? I don't understand the benefit of this yet. Right. Like, it seems, I, don't, I don't know either. It seems pretty run down. A lot of trash everywhere. This is not prime real estate. This is not beachfront yeah. property. Okay, that's fair. And Reagan Shen has been running through this place for a year, destroying or stealing everything of value. Right. I I assume that there's some special, like, powers yes. that we don't really know there's about. it's been hinted that there's like more to this than because otherwise like why did the Abaddon make it right right ethan i think hints that there's like more in there and maybe the like inheritance of osriel is actually not that gem but it's still in the the labyrinth right so like sure maybe there's something in the future but as it stands right now linden has the power to like Send Regan Shen out off somewhere and teleport him away and then make like a spooky corn maze for kids to come run through. That's like it. Right. right. Um, a lot of space. <laughs> I will say. Yeah, but no windows. <laughs> That's true. That's tough. This is basement space. Granted, he he does have this new sect he's starting. He's trying to get started up, so this could be a very mm-hmm. cool training zone. Yeah, I mean, if we if you take away all of the things that we don't know, the like extra things that we don't know, it's not that cool. Right, right. This is my this is my like kind of I don't maybe not issue with it, but just like why is Lyndon this hype about it? Why is he this invested in like running the labyrinth? It seems like the last guy who did it kind of hated the gig. <laughs> he did. He seemed to. It's a, it's a valid point. 
so i i think once we learn more this place is going to become much more valuable but as it stands i'm not really i don't think linden necessarily is undeserving of this maybe as as undeserving as you think because i don't think it's that valuable yet i don't think it really <laughs> like it just seems meh this seems right. like the thousand mile cloud that he got from the the bad treasure hall in the very beginning where it's like yeah okay it's not actually as good as you think sure okay i'm again i we we're we're acknowledging that there's things that we don't know that make it super powerful. Yeah, yeah yeah because like reagan shin wanted it and i'm assuming for good reasons right yes but i mean you it seems like it would be a good fortress i will say if you have control over it mm-hmm. hey you're coming to to fight me no you're not <laughs> go away <laughs> the ultimate no soliciting sign <laughs> just teleports you halfway across the world yeah it's pretty effective i'd say while we're down here in the heart of the labyrinth can we talk about kind of a a very minor line but something that has huge implications Mm, sure mercy is talking to her mother and she mentions at one point like i'm not like you i couldn't go down there and bring out a dread god what dread god did akura malice come out with and how is everyone just like oh nice another one (laughs) so okay was this when she was talking to her her mother's like ghost no this was when they had come out of the labyrinth and they have this like sit down where akura malice is like look you did not do nearly as well as you needed to and mercy is like yeah I guess, but also, there's no way I'm going to be able to bring a dread god out of there. So, what were you expecting me to do? I can't do what you did. Okay. I I vaguely remember this line, not enough to like speculate beyond what you've told me about it. Mm-hmm. But I, how old is it? Is Malice? Do we know? This is a great question. I do not know. I was always assuming that the monarchs were younger significantly younger than the labyrinth and these iterations of the dread gods yes because the last generation of monarchs died because they tried to kill the dread gods. right okay so th- she's not older than like all four dread gods being a thing i feel like no and so then it's like so wait did there only start out with three and then Akura Malice went down and was like, I want to be a monarch, and there's already three, so I got to bring out another dread god to balance this out. And then all the stone carvers everywhere were like, damn it, now we have to add another statue to these doors all over the place because you made another dread god. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, let's, okay, I will say there's, i'm sure that there were four already but i like where you're going with this because right they the dread gods come from there being more monarchs and the monarchs being like selfish Mm -hmm. so in theory if if you wanted to add another monarch they would create either make the dread gods more powerful or make a new one i guess yes yes 
Yeah, I don't know what this line is about. Because there are there are also I think all the all the dread gods were created by the the people that were experimenting in here. Mhm. Because there's like these those vats. Yes. Right. Although we only find like uh were there four? I thought there were only two. Well, they only got two of the thingies. That's like, why I'm like, yeah, yeah, the special the authority treats. items. Yeah. Yeah. But Can I don't we briefly talk were... about the like freaking disappointment of this spear that Lyndon makes? He makes it as like, oh, this thing is sweet. <laughs> Just goes into Reagan Shin's portal. <laughs> yeah, kind of a bummer. Although, you know, maybe it'll come back sometime maybe it'll come back it didn't seem to fit linden particularly well so i'm not upset about it being gone yeah i mean i imagine reagan shen is gonna come back with it and he's gonna be the one who's using it against linden now mm, poetic i'm not justice but <laughs> but yeah a little a little callback i feel like there's potential there right but yeah right. it seemed like it was the... gonna be so epic and then, oh, nope, disappeared. Bye. <laughs> right. It was very cool. The Soul Forge, very cool. Um, It seems kind of easy. <laughs> right. It's kind of like a video game quick time event where you just have to hit the right buttons like it, at the right time. <laughs> I feel like it runs mostly on vibes. <laughs> very heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. I think we, I mean, we do know that the sacred arts get weirder the higher you go up. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. There's a lot more theory that that's involved at the higher levels. It's a lot more how you're feeling. But no, I don't know. I don't know what this line about from Malice is about. It's wild. It's wild that everyone, and like when it happens, apparently is fine with it. I don't know. Right. I don't know. L- listeners, let us let us know what the issue there is that we're missing. This this does actually tie back into something that we have mentioned before, though. And I want to say this is another like exactly called shot that we have that's revealed. Mm. And the called shot is when Fury ascends. I made a prediction that there was a limited, you could only have so many monarchs at a certain time on Cradle. And that's why. They, wait. They did say did this. Did they say this in the book? Okay, they did say this, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We lost one when the dragon died. Oh, right. Where's the, where is the monarch? Where is the new monarch? Right? right. Okay, I remember this because the the number of monarchs actually stayed the same. Right. Either that, or the number of dread beasts would have had to like, or the dread beasts would have become less powerful. Right. I guess so. Yes. Because Fury became a monarch and left, and we murdered one of the other monarchs. Okay. Yes, because there's now, I forget how many there are. There were like eight monarchs, maybe, and now there's seven, because we lose Something the dragon like and Fury. Something like that, I think. Yeah. So the Dread Gods are maybe a little weakened in this book. Oh, interesting. So you're saying Linden isn't even that powerful then? <laughs> well, I mean, so, <laughs> okay. There's a relation. There, The Dread Gods' power directly proportional to how many monarchs there are. Would you? 
Is that? Seems like that's the case, yeah. And we went down one. Mm-hmm. So we're fighting on easy mode here. <laughs> I mean, to be like, they don't really fight any dread gods in this book. They they did last book. Yeah, right, right. That's what I'm talking about. Linden and Ethan and everybody fighting the dread gods when they attacked the Sacred Valley. Mm-hmm. We were down a monarch at that point. So they turned difficulty down a couple notches. So that's one point against. Right. Maybe it's not that cool. It's tough. That's a tough shot. Okay. Still, well, let's. I want to briefly talk about Dross. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have really any specific notes about it, but we haven't gotten original Dross back. Mm-hmm. And it seems like getting him back is going to be a major, like, driving force for the for future plot lines. Yes. Well, it seems like imminently that's kind of the goal. Like Ethan yes. mentions to Lyndon that there's still something in the labyrinth that could help bring Dross back. So yeah, it seems like that's kind of what they're going to be doing imminently. I'm for it. I've missed him. <laughs> uh, honestly, I was expecting him to come back like near the end of this book. I was expecting... right. We would have Dross back at the end. And I think we especially need Dross back now based on something you said last episode because Ethan is kind of like one of the funny, lighthearted mm-hmm. ones. This book, he's been pretty dour, not, right. which now we know why. Uh, and we we lost him entirely now. So we need Dross, please. <laughs> right. We need someone for comedy. Right. Right. And like, hopefully it happens quick. It is still kind of funny when Dross has these weird characters that come out. Right. But it's also always tempered by Lyndon being super bummed whenever they make a fun joke. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he can't love any of these Drosses for who they are because he's still thinking about the old Dross. He's got to get, he's not moved past his ex yet. Right. Which is, I mean, it's tough. Right. It can be, especially. In these circumstances where they like live inside of your body, it can be tough for sure. <laughs> for, for sure. I do think that some of the group members are going to feel the loss of humor and try to step up. Mm. Orthos being example number one. You think, you think Orthos is going to be the first one to step up? He went small, I'm assuming, for the comedic effect. (laughs) You're right. He did go tiny. Oh, that is so true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Orthos is like, Dross is gone. I need to lift mood up a little bit. It'll be really funny if I ride Lyndon's shoulder. If I'm just a little guy. That's actually a great point. I... I do like that for the comedic aspect of things. I'm also kind of hoping that Zeal finds a sense of humor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because he's been kind of growing throughout this book. Right. And like he was running his own sect for a while. He's got to have some charisma to do that. 
I would hope so. Yeah. I, I imagine yeah. he could pull off like a deadpan thing extremely well. Ooh, I agree with this. So it might it might be it might be a team effort here. Mm, mm-hmm. I think that Lyndon and Yaren are not gonna be the funny ones. Mercy's not either. No, no. I don't think. Zeal, I think option number one, Orthos one A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could bounce off each other. I think they could get some good some good good back and forth chemistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like this. I like this for sure. You know what? I don't even miss Dross anymore. Stay. Stay gone. I'm glad he's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. What else are we missing? Ooh. Last quick note. Speaking of zeal. We find out from zeal, specifically, that there are mental health professionals in this world. Mm-hmm. And he mentions they're dream artists. That sounds fantastic. It does. It's great. Like, give me a little dream artist therapy. We can explore my trauma in a safe place. I feel like they should be more common. I feel like everybody would need one of these. Everybody in this world needs (laughs) a dream artist therapist because the society is so messed up here. Right. There's so many people that are like, okay, advancement takes, requires almost trauma. Right. Right. Well, I feel like there's got to be a little macho thing going on mm. where it's like, yeah, advancement takes trauma. So if you go to a therapist, it makes you weaker. I mean, but that's what these people are all doing for their underlord advancement, for their lord advancement is just working through trauma and True. like like understanding their motivations for things. <laughs> so like you hook these people up with dream artists and they're going to be underlord in like a month well yeah why are we not (laughs) why are we not sending people that are trying to advance to the to the therapists right where you can like explore your motivations for things you can like really dig into your past you can get beyond some things you've been holding on to right 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 now we've got Lyndon's dumbass being like hey what's what are you afraid of go after your fears yeah that's that works this is just a guess. You're just throwing darts, Lyndon. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have board-certified, trained dream artist therapists that people are... There's a stigma around it where people aren't going to go see these people, even though it would be a huge help to them. Mm-hmm. Work through a lot of stuff. I'm sure Jai Long has a lot that he could really work through. Oh, yeah. With a dream artist therapist. I think I think this is the thing that we're missing a lot of. Yes. I think there should be way more of this in this world. Right. I mean, when you consider how much above gold is like emotional related things, mm-hmm. we're not yeah, we need more professionals. Here's the concern though, Luke. Are these covered under health insurance? Hmm. I gotta I gotta think now. Probably not. Probably not. I imagine this world hasn't 
decided that mental health is as important and valuable as like physical bodily health right and they're making a mistake well also we got to throw optical and dental in there what are we doing so true so true um i do wonder if it's more common in say the akura empire Mm. considering more of them are at the like underlord and above level right there might be more of a demand there perhaps yeah they also have more resources too yeah yeah this could be true Mm -hmm. but even so we haven't seen a single one yeah nobody running a clinic nothing next book give us give it give it to us next book maybe what if kelsa does this Ooh. i mean we gotta find some way for them to impact the story you're saying Kelsa becomes the dream artist therapist for all of our all of our crew. I mean, you should have one in house. You might as well. That's a given. Yeah, yeah. You've got the resources. Um, yeah, I think so. That seems like a good role for her. Honestly, yeah. We're actually. I feel like it's a better role for Jai Chen, but oh yeah, this is a great point actually. Does she have Dream Madra? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think so, but she has some kind of sensing thing like Ethan does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get somebody Next on big it, reveal, though. by the way. Next big reveal, by the way. <laughs> Jai Chen and Ethan are related. Or Jai Chen and Lyndon are related. It's coming out next book. Well, yeah, that's, sure. that's definitely next book for sure. For sure. Okay. That well do we want to do quick reviews actually i mean mine's gonna be extremely quick love this book great job good fights <laughs> great family uh where's book 11 it's it's you're resting too much well come on yeah same though uh this one was a good one this one was was one of the good ones <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> as as we say uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought the 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 Osriel Ethan reveal was was pretty good. So yeah, keep them coming. Keep them coming, Will. <laughs> but okay, that is going to conclude our Reaper discussion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we will be back when Book Eleven comes out. <laughs> let's get, let's get it. Let's let's speed it up. <laughs> uh, we have heard requests to do the other series by will i i someday i'm sure we will do it um i hear you but next week we're taking a one week off again so no homework for next week but the week after that we're coming back to our brandon sanderson series we're reading the second book in the stormlight archive called words of radiance we've already read book one if you haven't yet Go read Way of Kings, mm. listen to our shows, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, come back in two weeks with the first, I want to say quarter of Words of Radiance. Yeah, we'll see. Probably the first quarter, because it's going to be a tome for sure. Right. So count on the first quarter, but we'll see how it goes. So yeah, two weeks from now, same time, same place, right here, right now, with Luke and I bringing hot takes. Thank you.
and being down the roots.